You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust. The very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoffmanStore.com. DearHoffmanStore.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla, and we're answering your questions. I'm with Layla Mutin, who's our resident nutritionist. And so questions at drhoffman.net is the place to send your questions. We're in need of more questions this week for next week's Q&A with Layla. We have enough for this week. But let's hear what our next question or comment is. Okay, we've got an email here from Bev. Hello, Dr. Hoffman. I live in Australia, and I listen to your podcast regularly. I have a friend who is 76 and diagnosed with ulcerative colitis about three years ago and more recently with osteoporosis. She's had three prolia injections so far, and with each one, She has a return of her colitis symptoms, feels very unwell with aches and pains all over. Is there an alternative treatment for her? She feels she cannot go on with the injections, but the doctors insist that she needs to continue. Wow. This is is a dilemma because... It is. uh, First of all, uh, ulcerative colitis is a condition where you uh, may malabsorb nutrients, Okay. And when you malabsorb nutrients, you know, you may uh, not get adequate nutrients for bone development. So uh, especially if you get ulcerative colitis as a child, uh, which can sometimes result in uh, delayed puberty and failure to thrive and, you know, sort of a frail bone structure uh, that puts Mm. you at risk in later life. And sometimes it, it may take many years or even decades before it's diagnosed. You know, so uh, that's the problem. You're also more likely to have uh, critical deficiencies of vitamin D and calcium uh, and other cofactors. Okay. So and then in any inflammatory disorder, inflammatory disorders uh, that are in the intestine, they become systemic. And so you can get arthritis, but you can also get inflammation of the bone, which accelerates bone loss. Moreover. The treatment, the typical treatment for ulcerative colitis, at least at first, is to put people on steroids. When you go on steroids, mm-hmm. that, ca- that causes, it reduces the inflammation, but yeah. it causes bone loss. It can dramatically accelerate bone loss. So uh, there's a multitude of reasons why people with ulcerative colitis are prone to osteoporosis. Uh, now, the problem is in treating it. And... The typical medications that are, at least the older line medications, 
the so-called um, uh, the uh, medications like uh, the bisphosphonates, bisphosphonates, uh, Actinel, Fosamax, yeah, and Boniva. Uh, these medications have can cause GI upset. Yeah, and so uh, they're a little bit discouraged. Uh, they can be mm-hmm. injected which kind of bypasses the gastrointestinal tract, that's an option. Uh, But, so for example, Reclast is an injectable bisphosphonate. Uh, Uh Prolia is an interesting medication because it actually uh, suppresses the immune system in a path called the Rankle Pathway, which is Mm -hmm. associated with acceleration of bone loss. And it's a popular medication for osteoporosis, but it, it, theoretically, it might actually help ulcerative colitis because it, you know, it's, uh, just, for example, last uh, in the first segment we we're talking about Stelara. That's a, another monoclonal antibody yeah. that uh, is targeted to the gastrointestinal tract that actually helps sometimes ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. Mm. And so you might say, well, yeah, you know, give. Give prolia because it's immunosuppressive. It might have a dual benefit, help the bone and also uh, reduce inflammation in the, in the GI tract. Well, in her case, it's not working out. And yeah. I, you know, I think I would fault the doctors for insisting that yes. the osteoporosis takes precedence over her colitis. Yeah. You know, because... You know, they might suggest another treatment. Maybe, I don't know the details of the medical management of this person. She might take Reclast, mm-hmm. which is another medication. Um, they're bound to, in the future, come up with other medications that have a different mode of action that she might be a candidate for. But, yeah. um, you know, is she a candidate for strontium? Is strontium bad when you have ulcerative colitis? Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big pill. It might cause some gastrointestinal upset. But strontium is not known to irritate the gastrointestinal tract. That's true. Might be an option, but mm-hmm. you know, is it? And by the way, strontium is a medication, and in Australia, uh, it might not be available over the counter. It might be available as a as a prescription medication. Are we talking then about strontium ranolate, which strontium is more ranolate? Yeah, mm-hmm. the medication oh, yeah. instead yeah. of strontium citrate, which is what. Yeah, is over the counter. I mean, here. I figure if it's it has been used in the UK, and yeah. since Australia is kind of a Commonwealth country, that it might be, they might not allow it over the counter because the rules are different, and yeah. they might uh, have it as a prescription medication. It's different than strontium citrate, which is available over the counter here, and not available as a medication. So different rules for different countries. So, um, I mean, I think there are other options for her uh, in terms of. I mean, we can go down. Oh, the rabbit hole on management of her ulcerative colitis because... Oh, well, yeah. There's know, all kinds of anti-inflammatory supplements to take. Supplements, and then there's the what we think is the, you know, very helpful diet for this. Uh, yes, either a specific carbohydrate diet. CD yeah. diet, or for some people, they respond to a keto diet, which is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so she could get the book Breaking the Vicious Cycle by Elaine Gottschall which is a yes. classic on the subject, mm-hmm. and follow the dietary recommendations. I mean, it doesn't always and work. Also, it doesn't always and work. also take, take a good slew of supplements, including uh, enterocoated fish oil, 
curcumin, boswellian. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are very helpful. Yes. In helping Absolutely. to reduce the inflammation, maybe SPM, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, especially good. because that because she's so inflamed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and especially with the aches and pains, this this could all be helpful. Yeah. To her. Yeah, but it, it's very encouraging that we have uh, listeners in Australia, and yeah. you know, I Australia is is really an interesting place because they have a very very strong uh, interest in integrative medicine. So, um, you know, if anybody uh, down there wants to invite me to speak down there, I'd be happy to go down there because I'd like to dive the uh, Great Barrier Reef. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That'd really be fun. It's a long trip, and you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to get to it in my ordinary round of uh, touristy things, but you know, if there's an opportunity to you know, share knowledge with people down in Australia, that'd be fun. Terrific. Yeah, if that's not on your bucket list or your vacation list over the next few years I, or anything. I got, I got so much on my vacation bucket list that... Uh, Great. Yeah, that in Australia's... It, it's it's kind of on the radar screen, but it's not up front because mm, okay. a long trip and a big commitment. And yeah. I can ill afford to spend weeks and weeks away from the practice and from the radio show. Mm-hmm. Although, you know, you, you can broadcast anywhere in the world. You know. That's true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, Bev, we hope your friend feels better soon. And uh, we hope uh, she gets to listen to this program. On, on some uh, some tips and things to follow, at least in the near term. Indeed. That might be helpful, too. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, just want to mention also, uh, we want to talk about our um, PFAS campaign. You know, more and more evidence that uh, toxic chemicals are having a harmful effect on our lives and on the lives of future generations. Uh, these forever chemicals... Uh, we call them PFAS chemicals, are just some of the types of chemicals that have very deleterious effects. And recently, my organization, the Alliance for Natural Health, you hear those sirens in the background? That's the UN. Tiny Uh, bit, yeah. 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 The Alliance for Natural Health has independently tested kale to demonstrate that one of the products that we consider the healthiest and safest products on the market uh, actually, unfortunately, like, like virtually every product in our food supply has traces of these harmful chemicals. And that's what we found. Contrary to what uh, the FDA says, the FDA says, nah, you know, you can get it from drinking water in certain, you know, super fun sites, but you're not going to get it in the ordinary course of life. Well, sorry, FDA. So join me in filling out the forms at banpfast.org to send messages to Congress the EPA and the FDA, urging them to protect the public and ban PFAS for good. The Europeans are out front of us on this. They're, they're going to yes. do it. They're, they're, they're yeah. on a warpath against uh, PFAS chemicals. And we are behind the eight ball. So go to banpfas.org to be part of that initiative. All right. Uh, more questions or comments? Yeah, we've got actually another comment about your article, Five Issues I Have with Integrative Medicine. Paul writes, I agree with your opinions. In life, extremes from normal usually do not end well. In my case, I've been told time and time again that worrying about if the food is unhealthy 
is worse than just eating it. However, my food tastes have adjusted in my brain. And by just believing that the food is healthy, then it tastes better. Mm -hmm. Well, well I suppose there's something to be said for belief yeah. no, in that, either direction. I think, I think that's interesting. I think um, that uh, eating is obviously, you know, sensual. It's a sensory experience. Yes. But I also think that it should be informed by um, by a rational approach to what we eat. Uh, the trouble is is achieving a balance because on the one hand, mm -hmm. you know, we don't want to go super rational and just say, you know, every morsel that I put into my mouth is got to be optimally healthy all the time. You know, because that which then you is get to orthorexia, the, right? Which is orthorexia nervosa, yeah, right? Which is you know, there's there's no pleasure in that. You know, it's a life bereft mm -hmm. of pleasure. It's like saying, um, uh, I read that you know, Doctor Oz says that I should have sex, you know, uh, three point two times per week. So I'm aiming to have sex three point. I don't really enjoy it, but I'm having it, you know, three point, you know, something something <laughs> like like that. I want to know about that point two part. <laughs> What's the point? I, I, I <laughs> but I'm, I'm literally and figuratively. Okay. <laughs> right. I think that's, you know, like three times and then getting to first base or something. I don't know what that okay. means. But, you know, he was he was kind of kidded for saying, you know, uh, disclosing, yeah. you know, the optimal amount of like sexual he, Like activity. the average family has 2.3 children or whatever. Okay. Right, right. You know, something like that. Okay. So, but what I'm just saying is yeah. to make a – or, or just to say um, – uh, Going to church, synagogue, or mosque, or temple um, is is helpful, is good for your longevity. So you go, mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with God or spirituality, but you go because, you know, you've, you've read a scientific study that says that merely going is, you know, it, it's taking kind of a utilitarian approach to everything, to everything in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, you exercise, and it's kind of a miserable experience, but you know that it's it's beneficial to add, do that, get that 150 minutes of exercise, you know, that kind of thing. On the other how, hand... You know, that, that just sounds so joyless. Exactly. So how healthy would that be? Yeah. But I think that there is a way to heighten your enjoyment, to sort of merge the enjoyment with an understanding that what you're doing is not only pleasurable but beneficial so yeah and, and there's a there's a placebo effect associated with that uh the placebo effect has to do with the notion that every day in every way i'm getting better and better you know and and that uh isn't just a imagined belief that actually changes your cells in a positive it's way true. you know it does so if you, it raises your vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you eat some food and you go, I, I hate this disgusting gruel, but I understand that it's helpful for me. That's just not a good message to your cells. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, uh, uh -huh. so, so I like what this guy is doing. And, you, you know, I think it's healthy to curb our impulses around food because let's face it. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff out there that's really yummy, 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 but really bad for you. True. And and it's it's plentiful. It's available. Sometimes it's very cheap. It's ubiquitous. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. If you eat in an uninformed way 
as merely a sensory experience, that's where you get into trouble, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I speak to people about eating right and all of that and exercise and so forth, the usual mantras and things like that, I also remind them that, you know, when they're out in a restaurant or in a social situation to just in, enjoy themselves and not be concerned that the steak isn't organic or grass, you know, you don't have to go there unless they're eating in a restaurant for all of their meals every day of the week. That's a different conversation, obviously. I'm talking about the special occasions. Just let go, be free, enjoy. Next day you're back on program. Everything is good. Yeah, There's exactly. lots of room for joy. There's lots of room for, for pleasure with your meals. So I think that's important. Right. It's important. And I'll I, I just point out, that, you know, there's a high degree in your profession of eating disorders. I mean, this is oh, documented yeah. in the field of, you know, among registered dietitians and professional nutritionists. And I, I'll I, tell I, you what, in, in certain of my undergrad classes, yeah. I point to the people who had eating disorders in my class. Yeah. Now, you yeah. have, you do not, unequivocally, you do not have an eating disorder. You yeah. eat very carefully. But you mm. don't make a personal credo of it, uh, no. and you don't uh, make it so that your life is, you know, unimaginably constrained. Yes, absolutely. And I don't get on a soapbox about it either. Right. There's also sort of a, a moral rectitude, I think, that people who eat healthy have. And uh, when I was a vegetarian... Um, I think I succumbed to that. I felt, you know, like sort of morally superior. That you I was felt virtuous, yeah. I was more virtuous than everybody else. And mm -hmm. it was and it was exclusionary. And I, you know, it didn't permit me to, uh, you know, experience as much of life as I might have, you know, because everything had to be just right, you know, in terms of mm -hmm. it had to be vegetarian, vegetarian. Um, you know, so anyway. Yeah. So, no, 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 this is important. It, it, it's important not to, first of all, try to, uh, try, try to convince other people That's on how they should proselytizing, eat. Proselytizing, yeah, right, yeah. Proselytizing, thank you. I yeah. only give advice when I'm asked for it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's amazing how careful people are when I tell them, oh, I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, and immediately they're careful about what they reach for on the tray at the dinner party or something like so i i dive in and i show them look i'm eating a nacho or look i'm having oh right. a cocktail right or look i'm you know everybody relax mm -hmm. just relax oh that's good <laughs> so just breaking up breaking it up a little bit uh, party. right good all right so let's uh we have more is it we do, we have we additional do. questions no, we have a question. Good. Uh, this comes from Joanne. Dr. Hoffman, I'm a longtime follower of intelligent medicine. My daughter has Guillain-Barre syndrome. Mm -hmm. She contracted can, can, it eight years ago. Can we explain what she that is? In, yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Or is she going to explain it? Uh, because I just want to pause for a minute. Uh, no, no, no. You explain it and G then I'll get into the rest. Guillain-Barre syndrome or GBS for short. Uh, is the condition of uh, semi-paralysis, 
that occurs in the wake of an infection sometimes. It can occur after um, a, um, a Campylobacter infection, which is a type of food poisoning. Yeah. But it can also occur after any kind of virus. And unfortunately, it can occur after vaccines. And yeah. this was known before COVID. Uh, with COVID, rarely people experience Guillain-Barre. And it's very debilitating. You know, they, they experience intense muscle weakness. Uh, and the treatment uh, is sometimes steroids, sometimes uh, immunosuppressive medication, but also something called plasmapheresis, which is kind of yeah. a blood washing. The, and did, is, did she undergo plasmapheresis? Did yes, yes. Okay. Joanne, she immediately di- she was immediately diagnosed mm-hmm. and given plasma treatments. Okay. She now has a full time job. She has full mobility. Her long term symptoms are fatigue and muscle aches. So, right. are there any infusions that may help her? And what type of diet should she be following? Well, we actually covered this, um, not specifically Guillain Barre syndrome, but this type of problem. Uh, with uh, a a great guest, uh, Dr. Teitelbaum. And uh, Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum has written a book called From Fatigue to Fantastic. And, you know, what he, you know, because we started talking about post-COVID syndrome. And he said, you know, this is not new. This has occurred almost in time immemorial. People develop viral syndromes and they never quite recover. They develop a form of what we used to call, you know, chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia. And uh, he has uh, a multi-step program, which he outlines uh, in his book, From Fatigue to Fantastic. And you can also check out his website uh, because he's very generous in sharing information and protocols. And in the heat, it's called the SHINE protocol. It has to do with sleep and it has to do with uh, taking certain supplements. The N is for nutrition. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, working on supporting the mitochondria and you know, I got to say that I think it's beyond the scope of a quick question on the air to fix this problem. But at least yeah. I can point this person in the direction of how to address because you, you got to get adequate sleep, which provides adequate rest and repair. You have to because many of these patients uh, are very fatigued, but they yeah. don't sleep that well. Uh, you know, muscle aches, you know, OK, uh, you know, maybe there's some things for pain. Maybe there's some mm-hmm. element of inflammation. Maybe there's a microbiome component. Maybe, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's so many different above. considerations here. Yeah. Uh, also hormones, hormones too, you know, because like what's going on with this person's hormones? She, you know, after Guillain-Barre, maybe her hormones are out of whack. Maybe, you know, she's got some issues with thyroid or adrenals that need to be supported. You know, sure. that, that's important too. Yeah, yeah. So she, would, she, I don't know where this person is, but. They would do well to see an integrated practitioner, but at yes. the very least, you know, get the book and begin to look at a more uh, methodical approach to this, right? Because you say, what what shall I infuse? You know, oh, is yeah. it magnesium? Is it B12? You know, is it, uh, you know, and, and that's the proverbial shot in the arm, which sometimes works. But I think we need to take a more holistic approach to this. Yeah. Joanne, best of luck to your daughter. We're glad she came out the other end of this and has her full mobility. It's a very, very scary condition. We've yeah. seen it. Yeah, it's it's and, it's polio-like, but you know people yes. uh, ultimately recover, but sometimes with some deficits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do we have any more for today? Actually, we have. We've got a comment from okay. Valerie. Okay. Um, 
During my morning walk today, I listened to your interview with Dr. Henry Buckwald. When Dr. Buckwald mentioned that he graduated from Columbia in 1954, I realized that this doctor is over 90 years old. That in itself is not surprising today, but the depth of knowledge of this gracious man, including knowledge of the latest medical procedures and news, was wonderful to hear. I'm so glad that I didn't skip over this podcast as I, I'm sometimes tempted to do. It made my morning That's knowing great. that a healthy lifestyle, good genes, and mm-hmm. some luck will keep someone fit into their 90s. Thank you for this one. Great. And you know, I recommend that people listen to the podcast because this guy uh, is you know, a physician extraordinaire with a 60-year history uh, who, as kind of the capstone of his career, has written a book uh, about the problems inherent in medicine and the changes that he's seen over his long career. And you can not only listen to the podcast, but I wrote a newsletter article on it. And if you don't subscribe to the news, you should subscribe to the newsletter. You just put your email yes. in at drhoffman.com. And, you know, you, you don't want to look at it. That's fine. But, you know, go into your inbox. And if something piques your interest, you can just open up your, the email and read the newsletter article for the week, along with your contributions, Layla, which are always very good, mm-hmm. uh, very practical. Thank uh, you. The so uh, what I was struck with in talking to him was his vibrancy. And Mm -hmm. I noted that uh, he and I went to the same undergraduate school. We went to Columbia and he's a you know, he grew up in Brooklyn, which is a that's another story in itself, because that generation that grew up in Brooklyn really produced some very extraordinary people. Uh, These people, many of them were the, the sons of immigrants. Uh, they they went to public schools. They went to you know uh, college, usually locally in New York, sometimes a city college. Uh, and he went to Columbia, and you know had launched a really extraordinary career. And he's written you know scores of articles and books, and has been president of many medical societies. Uh, and now he's taken the time to write a critique of the medical system, which is very well written. And I didn't realize that he was that old. I thought he was, for some reason, I thought he was 83. But that didn't make sense because I graduated in 1974 and I was like 21 or 22. I actually went to medical to a college a little young. So unless he was like Doogie Howser, MD, you know, getting into college at the age of 12 or 13, uh, yeah. he's got to be 20 years older than me and I'm 70. So he's mm-hmm. 90. Um, so, uh, 90 is the new 70, Dr. But Hoffman. I gotta say, 70 is the new 50. He's, uh-huh. he, he was super sharp. Yep. And what the ingredients are of that is this guy, uh, has purpose in his life. Uh, his purpose was to become a physician extraordinaire. Uh, he has a, a thirst for knowledge. He became a medical historian because he wanted to study the, the history of medicine. So he got an additional degree. He got a PhD. Um, he uh, also has, I, it sounds like, you know, an excellent family life with, uh, uh, you know, adult grandchildren and, you know, possibly great grandchildren on the way. And he also has an enjoyment of physical activity because he's in a, uh, an avowed equestrian. Uh, you know, he, enjoys horseback riding and other outdoor activities. Uh, So uh, I, you know, I, we we spent a lot of time about diet supplements. We talk at all about that, but here's a guy who's on purpose uh, is, has had a a fabulous career. 
uh, continues to be active in medicine, because I think that's the key is to maintain active engagement, you know, because a lot of people mm-hmm. say, boy, I wish I could retire. Boy, it's so great. I was able to retire at 62. Oh, phew, thank goodness. Now I can play. Uh, what are pickle- you going to do now? I can play pickleball <laughs> all day. Okay, great. You know, that's your thing. But I think uh, having a purpose, at least for me and for a lot of people I know, is is super important for healthy aging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So. So on that note, mm-hmm. uh, I want to urge people to go to uh, go go to your email and email us at questions at drhoffman.net because we always enjoy fielding your questions and we need more in the inbox for next week. And I want to wish a very happy new year to many of our listeners who celebrated New Year's this week and they're about to celebrate the uh, culmination of the High Holy Days. Uh, it's the uh, interim period between the holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So um, I think that's all for today. Anything else to add? Ah, that would be it. I want to thank you all for listening and for emailing your questions. In addition, if you'd like to record your question for the Intelligent Medicine Radio Show, you could do so anytime, 24-7. That number is 877 877- 726-8255 again 877-726-8255 okay and we will be on this weekend because it doesn't uh, conflict with uh, yet another Jewish holiday mm-hmm. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast thanks for joining us I want to thank you for listening to the Intelligent Medicine Podcast follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app and get new episodes automatically downloaded every weekday. And please give us a rating and review. It truly helps new people discover Intelligent Medicine. The Intelligent Medicine Podcast is for general informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice and no doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of information on this podcast or materials linked from this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their health care professionals for any such conditions. Finally, please visit drhoffman.com and discover everything Intelligent Medicine has to offer, including frequently updated, unbiased health news and fully vetted product and supplement recommendations. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.